Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Do y'all think that says anything about Colton that when stuff like this happens, he just kind of runs away from the problem? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on the Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. It was a night of firsts on The Bachelor. Yeah, we had a first kiss. We had a first voluntary departure. And a first loud fight about bullying at the cocktail party, which the lead ran away from. Yeah, I I really love keeping things fresh on this show, mixing things up. And to talk about all these special moments and everything else that happened last night, we're joined by one of our favorite guests, Bachelor alum and tweeter, Ashley Spivey. Hi, y'all. Thanks so much for being with us today to talk about episode five. Of course. I'm glad to be back. I know. I love being here. It's been too long. (laughs) You're back where you belong, (laughs) finally. Um, And this week, the gang is where they belong, which is in Thailand. These women are getting such good locations. Such good locations. Becca really got screwed. Yeah. So, like, Virginia. I mean, (laughs) especially Especially now. Yeah, given what we know about (laughs) Northam, I'm like, oh, that really is unfortunate cameo. Um, even at the time, it's like Virginia's for lovers is like at odds with a lot of stuff we know about Virginia's history with regards yeah. yes, to marriage. Very true. <laughs> so um, uh, they should have known that was coming. Um, but Colton's ladies are getting the trip of a lifetime. They're in hot and steamy Thailand on the beach. Colton is showering off outside. Obviously. Obviously. They needed at least one shower scene. They're in a resort <laughs> that clearly um, offered a really good deal for a, a lot of promo because we saw pretty much every amenity that this resort had to offer. <laughs> Unfortunately for them, I do not remember what the resort was called. So now, I remember the sign being there, but the name didn't stick. It did look nice, though. It has it great, great soaking baths and so on. So look that up. <laughs> now, <laughs> Soaking baths Thailand. Yeah, there it is. They're down to 13 women. 
Um, and the date card uh, has arrived for the first one-on-one -on -one of the week, and it goes to Heather. Let's experience something new. Like a kiss? Do you think that is, like, that the new thing? Like, literally the whole thing, <laughs> the whole point of the date was just for them to kiss. Like, there's there wasn't really much activity. It was more just, like, maybe you could kiss while you're on the boat. Maybe you could kiss while you're walking on the street. It made it so awkward. I felt like the whole time she was just waiting for him to kiss her. Yes. Yeah. It like was very looking awkward. at him longingly, him looking very awkward like he <laughs> didn't want to do it. So That's many a lot like of pressure. And yeah. so much zooming in of the camera Ooh. on his lips, just way yeah. too close. And a lot of awkward, like no music extended sequences. I want to yeah. take this opportunity to ask you guys about your first kiss stories. Because what's yours? Okay. So <laughs> fine. Um I was sixteen. And I, like, told a guy that I had once had a crush on and he'd graduated. I was like, I used to, like, be really into you on, like, AIM, you know. I was like, of we're confiding in each other. It <laughs> was like, like a, ASL. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it was like a Thursday night. And he was like, I'm coming over. <laughs> my God, I hope my parents don't listen to this still. Um, and then so I, like, let, like, went out the front door and met him on the front step and he kissed me and I was like this is great because now it's over I've had my first kiss it was with someone I was attracted to but like nothing needs to come of it no pressure just like pretty chill and then after that every time someone's about to kiss, kiss you you're like I know the ropes you know yeah it is one of those things you're like let's just let's just get this done you have to share your stories now I'm sorry yeah no I will <laughs> um, so I was I think 14 I uh, went to Dewey Beach in Delaware with my family at the beginning of the summer, most summers. And so I was with, I brought two friends and there's like a boardwalk in Dewey Rehoboth. It's kind of like, you know, the cool thing where the kids <laughs> hang out. Uh, and I was like a pretty shy kid, a little reserved, but there was something about like being in this different setting. I was emboldened. You became like sexy, yeah, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, sexy, dangerous teen Emma, young teen Emma. Um, and we like made eyes and started talking to these three boys who were at like some ride, like the Gravitron or something. Do you remember those? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> And they ended up hanging out with us, and we, like, got henna tattoos. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they were from New Hampshire. And then I just remember thinking one of them was really cute. And then we were, like, walking down the beach, and then he, like, turned around, and we, like, made out. And I was like, I did it! <laughs> yes! And then we never saw each other again because he lived in New Hampshire, and I lived perfect. in Maryland. It was actually... It was it was perfect. Y'all's are so nice. <laughs> oh, I feel no. like mine is, like, kind of, like, scandalous. Well, you don't Not have really. to tell it if you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll also, say anything. I'm going to say, like, truth or dare stuff doesn't count. Because I had already, yeah. like, okay. technically kissed people in truth or dare. This is, like, the first, I wonder if Heather first has organic makeout. During truth or dare. Do you think that she has? And That's her, like, exception. That's mm -hmm. what I was thinking of the whole right. time. I was just like, not only... It's just hard to be in a relationship with someone for, for that long months. and not they kiss each other. They clearly weren't really in a relationship. Right. Like, did she kiss his cheek ever? Or, like, Probably. things like that. You know what I mean? I like, don't yeah. think that cheek kisses count, but I'm going to say I do think that spin the bottle kisses count. Yes. Because really? Because I, I never did spin the bottle, uh, well, so, I like, it's to... easy for me to be, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I went to summer camp, and it was so there was a lot of that, right. like, sort of casual... 
I feel like that would kind Truth of give dare. you a little bit more understanding of the mechanics, though. Definitely, but it but it wasn't romantic. Does, it's not romantic, and it doesn't feel there's like an audience, and it's very like we would do things like okay, now you must like t- first touch tongues, then like oh do, god, then like <laughs> like press your lips together for five seconds. They like it was not like a real kiss. Colton <laughs> and Heather should have played like kissing games. Yeah, to warm up. yeah. The like, production like, should have been open, like all right, open mouth kiss for five seconds, which is actually just like uh like it's not an actual kiss. I don't know. I'm I don't count my first kiss as like truth or That's dare. Totally also, fair. nothing about those like really sticks out as like a moment. Right. Okay. I'm surprised they that. didn't force her in a situation like that. I mean, she seemed down. She <laughs> would have been great. Been I would have loved it. if they made them just play one-on-one spin the yes, bottle. Yes. There's no, there's absolutely no tension. It would have yeah. taken the pressure yeah, off right. a little bit. Okay, what was your first kiss, Spivey? Mine was in third grade. Wow. I know, and it was at a church daycare, so like... <laughs> Wow. Um, it was with an older boy. He was in fourth grade. Wow. <laughs> His wow. name was Daniel Corey. I'm like calling him out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I grew up in like a 900 person town, y'all. Like there was nothing to do. <laughs> like you did things like way sooner than you probably should have. Um, I mean, I feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not very wholesome. Nope. And I think all our readers, <laughs> our, our listeners are probably shocked. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's pretty normal to do a little like, grade school yeah kissing it's not like it's yeah. not out, it's not out of the ordinary yeah i mean if it makes you feel better like that happened and then i don't think i kissed anyone again until like seventh grade so yeah that makes sense okay. yeah all right so i'm a late bloomer like i get it <laughs> i knew that at the time um but like not quite as late as heather i it it was one of those you know you, you never want to be like judge anyone for the pace at which they do things but you do start to feel like she has imposed a lot of pressure on both herself and anyone that she's dating to make the first kiss so special that it has become like terrifying and overwhelming and Colton was feeling that pressure for sure um especially cuz she kept looking at him so expectantly <laughs> they uh uh go so the the date starts on this on this boat she's in a swimsuit and cutoffs like he keeps putting his hand on her butt. Like I felt like they <laughs> did so many close-ups of his hand on like her slightly exposed like thigh butt area. Yeah, and I was like, I get it. Like you want us <laughs> to think that they're like sexually into each other. Um, and uh, Colton's like, I think we can explore everything Thailand has to offer in one of the most authentic ways on one of these Thai boats. <laughs> Neither no. of them know anything about Thai culture. I'm this is a boat say. that is in, from Thailand. physically in it's Thailand. It's in Thailand and it's of Thailand. It's a Thai boat. Um, and uh, they walk around this street market in this, I guess uh, they, it's called a floating city. I don't, I should have looked that up. I don't know if it's an island or if it's some actual sort of Peter Thiel style floating city. <laughs> um, but uh, they don't, I, the, the conversation was lacking for me during the date. What did you guys think? They don't seem to have any kind of real chemistry. Like, I think they enjoy each other. They seem friendly and probably attracted to each other. But I didn't get the sense that there was, like, any real fire there. And I also felt like Colton felt a lot of pressure about the first kiss. For sure. He was yeah. barely looking at her. Yeah. yeah. Like anytime like there was a down moment, he was really looking at the surroundings yeah. and things like that. <laughs> and I just love their conversation because it was like the water is so pretty. 
Look at the greenery. It's, yeah. place. it's so beautiful. <laughs> Look at that view. That's also beautiful. Wow, yeah. what a great day we've had. We really have had a great day. Was it like the best day? Like the best day. Yeah, they sit by, they, they're sitting by the water. The rocks, the greenery, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. And then he says, this is what I want out of my relationship is to be able to experience new things, which is not actually a statement about her at all. It's a right. statement about how he's on this cool vacation that's been paid for by ABC. Um, so I don't know if that was really a very useful comment, but they're just filling the air. Like he's doing things like, Asking her if she blows kisses? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I guess if I'm in a context where I'm to blow a kiss, like, I will. Um, he listens to a conch shell and says, it's the sound of hope. What? what is he's just like, that. He's just throwing stuff out there. Oh, no. um, and and because you can, she just like lights up with excitement anytime he turns his face toward her. And he's and just he like, nope. Something very inane. <laughs> Yeah, it really felt like like a bad first online date. Like mm-hmm. one of those ones that you're like, this isn't bad because there's anything particularly wrong, but I'm just not really into it. Except you can't like gracefully bow out after one or two drinks and go home. I mean. You have to just I feel, sit there for hours. It's just crazy to me that someone would wait for so long. And as then we get into the, the night date and he asks her about a past relationship she's mentioned. And she tells him that she dated casually growing up. And then in college or after college, she met a guy who had everything she wanted on paper. He was kind and driven, the two most important qualities. He asked I mean, her those out. I mean, those are important. I mean, driven is not my number one, but uh, <laughs> sure. Kind is very important. He asked her out, and they go on a bunch of dates for eight months. It's a very – that's an extended and amount of time. never kiss. They, like, talk about it all the time. Like, is it going to happen? Are we going to do the kiss <laughs> The today? answer is no. And the answer is no. It just sounded like this person was very into her and she had no interest in him. Right. <laughs> Pretty much the whole time. I mean, otherwise, why? I mean, if he is Christian enough, which given the pool of ladies that we see, it's quite possible that she was very Christian and dating a very Christian man. He might have been like, I expect the virtuous women I'm dating to not want to get to you know, make outy. That's not a word. I searched for a word and came up with that. She went to the same college as Cassie, right? Really? Yes. Oh. Oh, So she's like real Christian. Well, now I understand. Well, yeah, because maybe that guy was very similar to her because it seems like that college Oh, I didn't realize they, so did they? They were at the same college at the same time. Right. Because they're only a year apart or maybe Mm -hmm. the same age. Yeah. Interesting. I was... We'll get into that, but I was doing some research about this college last it is, night. It's intense, and it yeah. is. I'm learning so much. Um, and she says she kept trying to to date this guy because her friends thought he was perfect, and because he had all these qualities, um, which actually seems very similar to her relationship with Colton, which is that she really wants him to be the guy, but it's hard to really see too much of an authentic connection between them. Um, and then Colton says, well, I am a little bit concerned about this because um, I'm worried that you're, you know, you have really high expectations for how this is going to happen for you. And I don't want to waste your time or like, you know, waste this moment for you. And she's like, oh, no, I'm not waiting for a magical moment. She's lying. She's not waiting for her <laughs> husband. That might be true. But she wants to move forward and like 
Maybe basically she's just is like, like, kiss me. She's, she's just like, you know what? It. This just needs to happen. I just, I can't live with this never been kissed Chiron any longer. <laughs> we need to move on. Well, and I'm sure producers put that in her head, too, where they're mm. like, you need to get a kiss from Colton or you could go home mm. or something yeah. like that. Because they're not above telling the girl, you need to get a kiss out of him. Yeah. Because... I'm always fascinated by by women who are like, I know how to get the kiss because I'm sure that if I were trying to get the kiss, I would do what Heather does, which is be so unsubtle yeah, about it and that it would you would be, be terrified. Um, like which is kind of what happened. Exactly. Yeah, I would do exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Um, which of course she like she's never really done it before, but also some of us are just less you know gifted at the you know, seduction process. Um, Some of us never become good at it, and that's okay. (laughs) Um, So he gives her the rose, um, and they go to walk on the beach. At this point, she's, like, swinging her face close to his periodically, and he's just like, Um, They make some more observations about the scenery, the fire, the waves, the beach. He draws her around. She goes, "Mm, so good. She said, mm, a lot. <laughs> and I don't know if they just kept on replaying it or what. There were a handful of things uh, in this episode that just felt straight out of SNL. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it appro- it's approaching parody, and I think it's partly because <laughs> the girls at this point coming on the show, uh, especially this season, this season a lot of them don't have that much adult dating experience, but they are very familiar with the show. So they're enacting the show rather than maybe trying to date, per se. Well, you can't um, really try to date, which we see with Elise. True. <laughs> um, what an episode this was. So finally, fireworks start going off. And it was really weird to have the fireworks with the actual noise of the fireworks rather than, like, the sweeping yeah. music. It was far less romantic when it was just, like, explosion, explosion. They seemed really startled. <laughs> well, the explosion without seeing the firework first, like, scared me. <laughs> I don't know if it's just like this news cycle or what, but I was just like, what was that? <laughs> I didn't Im- immediately think fireworks for some reason. I thought something happened like outside my yes. apartment. <laughs> um, so, but this is their moment. She clutches his neck. He's like, I've got to go in with a lot of momentum before her face scares me. So he just like goes right in as she starts to crack this huge grin because she knows it's happening. <laughs> and they make out. Um and she's like, I kissed a boy. It was so good. It was so natural. <laughs> I mean, she's never done it before, so she doesn't really know um, what that's like. But they both seem to enjoy it a lot. And uh, she says, I hope there will be fireworks. And literally, there were fireworks. Perfect timing. Yep. I mean, I was just like, don't you see that they are setting off fireworks in order to make you feel like there are fireworks happening in your relationship with Colton? Like, this is a psychological trick that they're, and instead you're just like, it's crazy that there were actually fireworks. (laughs) No, it's not crazy. It's literally the point. Um, So, At this point, Heather heads back home. Everyone is sitting there waiting. And as we've seen throughout the date, Elise has been spiraling out. She's just, she's really losing her mind. But she came dressed to impress. She did. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, the, I mean, this whole thing was so – so she's been sitting telling the, the women, you know, she's had this perfect date, but then she felt heartbroken afterwards. This is the first time we see Kerpa with a huge gauze bandage on her chin, which will continue to appear throughout the episode. What happened to Kerpa's chin? Um, we need to know. The oh, people need to know. I, I know what happened. What happened? Well, there's a clip. And she apparently fell on some rocks and had to get some stitches. And she I actually thought it ma- might be a fall. She made a cute comment. She was like, Thailand really fucked me up. And they never <laughs> showed this. And it's like, we're not getting to see any of her personality. Yeah. And Nothing. it sucks. It's so weird. She had a cute caption for her picture. Did you see it? Where it was like, um, oh, I'm going to have to like look it on up. On Instagram, yeah. I'll look it up. Um, it might be, are y'all watching tonight? And she capped chin. so she just has a really funny personality and I feel like we're not getting to see anyone's personality this season really except unless you're fighting with someone right yeah we've we've seen a little bit of it but just these very small moments and then it becomes really obvious that she's not getting screen time when she has this very much needs to be explained bandage on her and they just ignore it and they just ignore it it is amazing how many things this show just doesn't care about like creating continuity there's just like whatever we're just gonna leave this thing unexplained or i mean it gets us all to like fever right right i guess that's the um (laughs) which is embarrassing yeah that's the it's like an intentional strategy but it's very different than a lot of other reality shows where they would like very carefully show the receipts for anything or Mm. even when the girls are you know fighting later about um what elise did or did not say or what they Nicole did or that. did not say. Like, they have all that footage and it wasn't shown. Yeah. And, like, on a Bravo show, that would be, like, played back seven times. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Elise has been talking to Kerpa. Um, she's been saying, you know, I want validation from him. I've been given, like, a, a cookie in this one-on-one date. And then, like, you go back to nothing. Um and so she is uh, determined to kind of make a move of some make a sort. move of some sorts. And it was very confusing how this played out because she gets I was really confused, really dolled up, like makeup, hair updo. She has an updo. She has like this <laughs> white, gorgeous white gown on. One of the women calls it her secret weapon dress. I thought it or her statement dress. It does look like a very sexy. Wedding dress, yeah, because it's like sheer, and then there are like slits all the way up on the underskirt, like gorgeous. She looked incredible, but that's not what you do to tearfully leave. So it seems like when she started this process, she was like, "I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna either make a bold play for like we're gonna have some nice time alone together and reconnect, or I'm gonna be like, I need more validation, and he's going to like take me off camera and be like, I'm picking you at the end." (laughs) Or he's going to be like, let's just run away together. I can't put you through this anymore. But then she gets there and sort of immediately gives up on that is sort of the vibe I got. It was I was just confused by the whole thing. Like they didn't the setup didn't really make sense to the outcome. And I was unclear what she was exactly even trying to say. Right. And then I just started chatting you like, wait, is she about to leave? Oh, Okay, and I couldn't decide how I felt about it because on the one hand, you know, she says um, that in in the real world she would want to date someone exclusively and like mm-hmm. kind of try that this is obviously a very different experience from how you would actually date someone. And I was like, yeah, that feels 
somewhat real, like, Mm -hmm. this would be a really challenging uh, setting to try and actually date someone in. But also, that's the entire conceit of the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What did you think? It almost seemed like, to me, she was making a bachelorette play. But then what she started saying kind of screwed that. You know what I mean? Because right. If you don't also, buy in, you can't be It's also way too early to make a bachelor yes. play. Exactly. It was yeah. way too early to pull this move at all, I thought. Yeah. Unless you were just really like, my mental health cannot withstand being here any longer. Yeah. No, it's – I really got the, the impression that she was hoping that he would give her huge reassurance and – would even you know sometimes they do this if they think they know who their winner is they'll be like I can't like say certain things but like you have nothing to worry about and instead he's sort of like receptive but not super warm he doesn't seem thrilled to see her and immediately she sort of is like all right we're going in the the dark direction um she tells him that she wishes she could just call Chris Harrison and say I want everyone on one date for a year and he's like, okay, well, obviously you can't. You can't. Um, and he's like, well, when we're together, we have that that kind of focus on each other that you want. We had this great one-on-one date. I feel like the connection's there. I'm really excited by it. And she says, you know, I don't know how to compete with these other women. I wish that I could say there was something off with our relationship. I wish that even you would say that there was something off with our relationship. And the fact that we're both excited about this makes it really hard for me to admit that I I can't get there in this process and that she's like if if I go through this and you propose to me at the end I won't be ready to accept it because I because of how difficult and confusing it is to see you dating all these other women and uh so he's like so you're leaving and she says I have to uh, and he says you don't have to and she says well I, I basically, I do. Um, but then she seems to immediately regret her choice. And yeah. part of me was like, why didn't she just ask to go back? Right. Yeah. She didn't have to leave. She wasn't gone from the country. <laughs> <laughs> I was just very confused by the whole thing. And why not just stay a couple of extra days and yeah. enjoy the soaking baths? And <laughs> I mean, I do wonder if she felt like she had shot herself in the foot irretrievably at that point. Like, he was sort of like, what you're yeah. telling me is my biggest fear. Like, I don't give up on relationships. And so if I'm in her position, then... And she's 31. Like, she's been through probably some breakups and and knows at this point that if you really screw up in a conversation like this, it's not as simple as just being like, take me back. True. Um, and she seems to feel that she has made such a screw up. I feel like at this point, too, I don't understand why the girls aren't recognizing that Colton really doesn't like it if you doubt him or Mm -hmm. your feelings for him or if you're paying more attention to kind of a argument or a. I don't know what the word for it is. Like a drama, not get, yeah, him. drama yeah. with another girl in the house. Like he really doesn't like it. Right. It's very obvious with him that that's a huge turnoff, and it just seems like these girls aren't getting it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it is very difficult to keep yourself in that mindset. I'm sure, especially even, when even you're if you know spending so much less time with him than with these women. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, as soon as you start feeling that connection, I would just be like, well, now we comfort each other and support each other. (laughs) And I'm going through a harder time than you. So, like, probably I get more of the comfort. And he'd be like, what are you talking about? I have 12 other women I can talk to. Um, But uh, Elise is gone. Uh, The next morning we see Colton weeping into his selfie cam uh, and saying that he is a mixed bag of emotions. And no matter what spin he tries to put on it, he keeps thinking about the fact that there's still a chance for him to get hurt, Um, which is true, but it's, like, never happened. Like, I don't think The Bachelor or Bachelorette has ever been rejected by their final choice. And, like, the whole process is set up to remove, like, almost all risk for the lead. And yet Mm -hmm. they are always so consumed by this minuscule chance that they will be the one who is, like, hurt at the end. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with a whole lot more from week five of The Bachelor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. (laughs) So important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, 
I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. 
And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Yes. Okay. Date card. Demi, Kaylin, Hannah B, Sydney, Tasha, Kerpa, Onyeka, Nicole, Hannah G, Elise. Will our love survive? Uh, this means that Cassie is getting the other one-on-one this week. Finally. Um, yeah. yeah. And like, this is when Elise, when the date card arrives, really freaks out because she was like, I wanted the validation of another one-on-one. Most of these women still haven't had a one-on-one. So I thought that was pretty bizarre. That happened last week too with Hannah B. Like, mm-hmm. how could I not get the one-on-one? Because you had one. Yeah. Right? We're still in the first half of the season. <laughs> like, pump the brakes a little bit. Um, so they head off to the jungle. Um, and this is a survivalist date. This was interesting because we talked in this during the Singapore date about how kind of off-putting it was um, that they treated Singaporean cuisine with this fear factor vibe. This was more just like a standard survivalist straight up fear date, factor, but they just happened to be in Thailand instead of when right. Ari season, season there was something similar. I forget where they were when they did the survival. Right. It doesn't date, really matter as long as you're in nature somewhere. Right. Yeah, you can, I love this date. Yeah. Uh, they, Col- Colton introduces them to his friend, Joe, who is a... <laughs> his BFF. A Thai man who grew up in the jungle. Um, he also, was did you notice that clearly the show dressed them for this date? Yeah. Because they all had matching, like, cargo pants. They looked like and, they were going on a safari. Yeah, and, like, um, yeah. hiking boots. I'm sure none of them wanted to go in there in their beautiful athleisure from, <laughs> like, Lululemon. Um so Colton is like, I, I want my wife to be able to go on adventures with me and take risks. But he seemed terrified of this entire yeah. date. <laughs> what are these risks he's he keeps on it. talking about? Well, when you have to survive on bugs in the jungle, like every you know married couple does yeah. at some point, it's he just wants, one of the, the steps. He wants a wife who will drive back to the resort, which he can't do, I guess, but she can, and bring him a cheeseburger and vodka. <laughs> That's what he's looking for. Um, so Joe teaches them how to, like, hack open bamboo stalks and drink water from inside, eat bamboo shoots, bugs. Um, Nicole picks up an eel for some reason. Uh, Tasha holds a scorpion, which uh, Joe says has meat like a crab. Who Never knew? knew that. I'm learning so much. <laughs> um, Colton holds a snake for a moment. It's and then runs fear. away. It pees. Did you hear that? Like, he's holding the snake, and then they all start going, it's peeing, it's peeing. Wait, I missed that. <laughs> I was like, what? I guess I, I've never thought about snakes urinating. They have to urinate. I mean, yeah. it makes sense, but it's just not a 
a thing I spend a lot of time thinking about. I think about it all the time, time, daily. Um, So uh, Hannah B. eats a bug, and Colton is, like, grossed out by it. This is your day, Colton. fake eaten he, a bug. He's thrown it away. She keeps on resorting to that to, like, get his yeah. attention. She's like, I'll just, I'll eat it. <laughs> and she's like, I, I hate this. I hate this so much. I don't want to do it, but I will do it. And that is why you need to marry me. <laughs> um, so Joe splits them into teams to go get, uh, find water and food, like forage. Uh, Tasha, Nicole, and Katie, I think, get to go with Colton. Um, and then the other women are split into two more groups. Uh, Tasha kind of sends Nicole and Katie off to do something else and then makes out with Colton, which was a power move. It really was. I yeah, was Tasha showed up this episode. Yeah, she's like unassuming, but she's playing the game right. I like <laughs> it. Um, Demi and Hannah, the Hannahs, I think, Yeah, are in a group together. They're like best friends. They're like, we're all blonde and annoying. So, like, <laughs> obviously we're going to well, hang out. Hannah G's not really annoying. She's just kind of very blonde. She's yeah. just fair. Yeah, she's... Um, and Demi's like, I don't think that digging around looking for grubs and cutting open plants for water sounds very smart. We're going to think smarter, not harder. Uh, and so they just get the staff to drive them back to the resort, and they get cocktails and cheeseburgers. Um... This really annoyed me. Me too. I feel like it played really me well. Too. I think Colton loved it, and a lot of viewers loved it, and Ugh. I really didn't like it. I would be also pissed. Felt yeah. really weird, just about the optics of having the team of all like petite white blondes pull this move and get rewarded for it, while you had like all the women of color like digging around in the yeah. It just playing the game I, as it was yeah, meant to be played. I, I know, obviously, like that was not intentional, but it just felt really weird watching it and I also just was like these people aren't he says he wants risk taking and like adventure like get into the fun of what you're doing rather than just lording over like we gotta ride back and then got a cheeseburger I mean I too would like to eat a cheeseburger but you could do that when you get back to the resort yeah I think all of the women knew that they could go back to the resort yeah like they're not they didn't think they were actually trapped there forever um and I thought it was sort of like, I mean, not to overstate it. I thought it was sort of offensive to be like, to basically say the smart thing to do is to drive to the resort and order a cheeseburger. It's actually just the thing that you do when you have like money and privilege. <laughs> and like this guy Ugh. is here teaching them his hard won survivalist knowledge. And they're like, that's stupid. Like, you should be thinking smarter. Like, have the money to go open up a tab at the bar at this like upscale resort. It was rude to Joe. Yeah, yeah. don't be rude to Joe. Also, the rest of the women like, sh- like did really well. They did. Yeah. yeah. Anyeka was like, "Here are just live bugs that I've gathered with my bare hands." <laughs> like, I I would have been way more freaked yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, I think she did drop them everywhere. I mean, that seemed really normal. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And so they they all arrive back. Joe calls them back to show off their booty. And everyone shows off their, like, banana shoots and their worms. And then the last team has, like, a bottle of vodka and burgers and takeout containers. And champagne. And champagne. And Colton is like, this is way better than worms. Don't reward them. That's I was not so a risk. annoyed. <laughs> the other people did risk. They didn't take a risk. They yeah. did the normal thing. And they got rewarded by Colton, which is contrary to what he's saying this whole time. I didn't love it. Um, 
I I mean, the other team, like, won. Uh, Joe was like, you win. But, like, we all know that Colton was on the side of the lame, the lame thing. Um, so that evening, uh, they all get to finally wash off and get glammed up. And he tells them that what happened with Elise made him realize how important each and every moment is and how strong his feelings are. And he toasts to future adventures, like having cheeseburgers <laughs> at a different restaurant <laughs> somewhere else. Um uh, to be fair, this is my idea of an adventure, too. But, like, I don't go on TV and be like, <laughs> I want you to gather grubs for me. Um, okay. So Tasha pulls him aside first. And he tells her that it was very reassuring for him to uh, – that she made a move on him because uh, he knows he could still be heartbroken at the end. And she sort of showed that she was, like, actually into him. Into him. And they make out. He seems uh, very into Tasha. Yeah. This is like she's sort of coming in hot from yeah. behind, and I like it. I would say he's sexually attracted to her, but physically attracted to her maybe is better. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely attracted to her. Yeah. Um, and she has a little more, uh, we've seen a little more substance from her than from some of his other front runners, although she hasn't gotten uh, a ton of screen time. Um Hannah B. uh, is feeling a lot, and she decides that it's time to jump off a cliff and open her heart to Colton to show him what love looks like with Hannah. Um, And they talk. She is kind of like – she is kind of opening up in the sense that we've seen them have actual conversations that are not just like, oh, my God. Um, he tells her that she looked like she was straight out of a jungle magazine. You know, those good old jungle magazines <laughs> that everyone reads. Just full of Alabama blondes and cargo pants. <laughs> a classic jungle magazine cover. I feel like if we asked Colton what magazines he reads, he would pull a Sarah Palin. Like, all of them. Sure. <laughs> what are magazines? Um, uh, and he's like... I was wondering earlier who I'd want to be with me in a zombie apocalypse. And she just sort of assumes that means that he would pick her. But then he never actually says it. And then she's like, wait, so is it me? And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. Um, I agree. I think she would very quickly start murdering people. (laughs) Like, she'd be like, if you're standing in my way, like, I'm coming at you. That's true. I mean, I think she might just, like, bite a zombie in the neck. Yeah, totally. Totally. I think her fight or flight would kick in extremely <laughs> strong. Um, and so she's like, it's time, like, I want to jump off the cliff and I'm falling in love with you. And I sort of thought he was going to recoil from this. He just loves validation. Yeah, yeah I guess he he, he, it's it. a moment where he really soon. needs yeah. validation. And I think that he does kind of like, like with Tia even, it gave him anxiety because he there was a lot of pressure but with these women, he can just be like, oh, you know, I can't say it back yet because of the show. Very, <laughs> so, very true. So it's but just like free validation for it's, him. It's interesting contrast to someone like Nick, who anytime a woman was like, I'm falling <laughs> in love with you, he'd be like, oh, I am not. You're you're going home yeah. immediately. No, that's true. And Colton's like, tell me again. Yeah. <laughs> I think because Nick knew really early yeah. who he wanted. Yes, that is definitely the impression yeah. that I got. And then, so then it's, like, really uncomfortable when you're, like, sure that right. you don't want someone for them to be, like, I'm falling for you. Right. <laughs> um, 
I've, I kind of enjoyed that, but um, Colton is such a teddy bear. It's hard to it's hard to hate on him. Uh, Onyeka has decided that it's time for her to stir up some shit again. So she pulls Demi aside to tell her that Elise told Onyeka something about Nicole. And she thinks Elise told her because she knew Onyeka would be willing to just, like, lay it out there for Colton. Uh, and Demi's like, yeah, do it. Like, Obviously, because <laughs> Demi loses nothing in this. Right. right. She's just shit-stirring and probably going to end up taking out Onyeka and Nicole in this debacle. Right. right. Uh, with again zero consequences for her, she's like, "Yeah, you should, you should definitely do that. Spend all your time talking about this unsubstantiated rumor." Yeah. So, but don't talk to Nicole about it. Right. Just Colton. You can't give Nicole the heads up. Which is, have none of them figured out that that yet that Colton just goes to the other person and says literally everything <laughs> that he that he just heard, including who said it. Um. So Anyega sits down with Colton and is like, it was a really fun day. I'm excited to be here. Elise told me that Nicole said she's just here because she wants to leave Miami. And it really upset Elise, who is an extremely honest person, as we both know. But we never see the footage. So we have no idea what Elise said or if she was actually upset. Right. Um, So Colton sits down with Nicole and says, Onyeka just said all this stuff about you. And she gets choked up and is like, no, it's just, it's not about leaving Miami. I just really want love. Um, And it upsets me to hear uh, that someone would say that. Um, Meanwhile, Onyeka is telling the rest of the girls, the women, what she said to Colton. And Taisha is like, well, that's really awkward because I was there for that conversation and she did not say that at all. Um, and Yaka's like, what? <laughs> huh. And Tasha's well, like, you could have literally avoided this by talking about it. Right. With right. people who were actually there. And normally you do. That's the weird thing. Like, even if you're not going to go to Nicole, you would bring it up to the whole group. Mm. So it's so weird that she didn't do that. Yeah. I don't know. Unless they were encouraged they wanted to create the situation and knew that her talking about it would diffuse it rather than inflame yeah, it. Yeah, right. It That's does seem thinking. weird that she would tell them all but only after telling Colton. Yeah. Like it's not like she was trying to hide it from them. It's just it's, that it was the whole thing was very bizarre and so unnecessary. So yeah. every part of it was unnecessary. So, and then it just devolves from right. there. So Tasha says that what Nicole actually said is like you have to take opportunities when they arise and those opportunities can like change your life. Which is totally just, like, accurate and kind of a normal motivation to have for dating on The Bachelor instead of any other way that you might date. Um, Given the expense of being on The Bachelor uh, that you're not paid for, it's probably cheaper to just hire a matchmaker. Sure. So you've got to have other motivations to come on. Um, Nicole comes back in tears and is like, I've been honest this whole time. I don't understand why you're spreading rumors about me. Onyeka says... This is the first of several times this episode where Anyeka just directly contradicts herself. She says, I'm not spreading rumors. I literally told him what I was told, which is, <laughs> is what clear, spreading a rumor is. <laughs> the definition of a rumor. Um, I guess you meant I didn't intentionally spread a rumor because I thought it wasn't a rumor. Right. I thought it was just a fact. I thought it was fact. just a fact, but that is spreading a rumor. Right. Um, like saying, I just told someone what I heard from someone else. 
is not a defense against <laughs> no. the allegation that you're spreading rumors. Yeah, how else would one <laughs> spread a rumor? Right. <laughs> I guess I guess the implication in her mind is like that she made up a rumor, like that she is the origin, but that is not the only way to spread a rumor. Uh, Tasha is like, this was all totally unnecessary. Um, how disappointing that this is happening. And she takes Nicole away um, to Tisha, comfort the her. real voice of reason. In yeah. this I like that she did moment. that, too. Yeah, yeah, I did, too. She could have let them self-destruct in this moment Which she later does. Right. Well, <laughs> but, at that point, it doesn't even, yeah, there was nothing point, she could do. Right. She already did everything she could. She did her best. I thought she handled it really maturely and uh, with a lot of poise, um, which you rarely really get to see on this show. <laughs> so that was really nice. Um, Onyeka, though, is like, I don't care if she's crying. I don't care. Because um, she I just cries all the time. She just cries all the time. Which I did I did not appreciate the cry shaming. Yeah, some of us have feelings that come out through our yeah, eyes. Yeah, look, sorry. We can't it happens it. a lot. Did y'all see the clip, the previous clip, where earlier in the episode, Onyeka had taken Nicole to the side and kind of was like... Um, I don't think you are emotionally stable based on how much you're crying in the house and things like that. So she had already been wow. antagonizing so there her. there was footage of that. Oh, yeah. I, I shared it on Twitter last night. Oh, I missed that. And um, that's why Nicole was already so upset with her. Right. I mean, that's pretty rude. Yeah. TBH. Um, so that kind of ends the night. Uh, Colton... Thanks them for being open, and then he gives the rose to Hannah B. Um, she she always reacts to these things so like incoherently, and she's like, "I just feel like this rose was a way of being like, thank you so much." And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, and so it's time for Cassie's date. Uh, the date card says, "Cassie, I'm looking for love deeper than the sea," and she says, "What does that mean?" It means they're going swimming. Pretty much all. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of mystery uh, in these date cards, no, so you can just take it pretty literally. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they get they get on a boat. Uh, they head out to sea. He is another a, authentic Thai boat. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, on a scale of one to hot, Colton is hot. <laughs> I want to know what the like. When does it transition from ground? numbers yeah, into adjectives? Ground? You're three, and then you're hot. I think maybe you're a three, and then you're like warm. Yeah. <laughs> um, she uh, has butterflies in her stomach, and they're good butterflies. Um, and they pull up to a, a private island, uh, which is just kind of like a a tiny round beach. It is. Very yeah, private. It's a, it's a sand dune. You can you can check for other people with a quick eye yeah. sweep. Um, but it's. I mean, I'm sure it's it's, it's pretty cool. cool. Um, I hope they had a lot of sunscreen on. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that. Like, there's no shade, and no these shade. are two very pale people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they just make out like the whole time. The whole time. They're very into each other. I was like, I wish that they had been given something else to do because they're like, we're here on an island. I guess Colton will grab Cassie's butt and we will <laughs> put each other's tongues down each other's throats. And we'll I do get, it on the beach. We'll do it in the ocean. Right. It just makes you wonder, is there something more there? Like, I assume they were having conversations at some point, but we saw none of them. Yeah. yeah. 
the only conversation we really see them have the night the night portion is in the night portion and most of that is just them talking about how much they like talking to each other <laughs> um, or being like you know you can talk to me about anything and the other person being like me too and it's like <laughs> so talk about anything like anything um, they toast and then they like start kissing again and then he's like you're special and she's like you're special I did find it interesting that all of the other women back at the house seemed very aware mm-hmm. that Colton was very into Cassie yeah, yeah which says to me that like she's really emerging as a front runner yeah yeah um, he has that kind of whenever they're having one on one time they're always full body contact you know he's touching her leg she's got her legs over him they're making out um, and it reminded me of how like Ari was with Becca um, although that didn't quite end up working out she was clearly a front runner um, and some yeah some of the other front runners in the past um, that they're clearly just like really attracted to each other and the other women have noticed it Um the one conversation that they really have was pretty confusing to me. She tells him that she wants to sort of put something out there. But what it is is sort of that she is not a virgin. Um, but she doesn't really say that. She mostly is talking about how difficult it will be when everyone back home finds out that she's not a virgin, um, which – to me, it was confusing because it, I didn't really understand why they had to find that out. Like, why she had to say it in that moment. Right. Like, this isn't a, in my, exp- like, they talk about it a lot, but were they backstage being like, you have to tell him that you've had sex before? Or was she just like, they're going to figure it out when I don't say that I'm also a virgin? Like, what was the, right. the impetus for that? I know. I was confused by that as well. And then looking into... Cassie a little bit more I saw floating around Twitter that she had been I I guess on two seasons of um, like a docu-series reality show. Young Once. Yeah, Young Once, which is I had never heard of, but I guess the second season is starting right now. She and her sister are both on it and it follows a group of very intense evangelical young people who all attend um, Biola. Is that how you pronounce it? Biola, which is Apparently, like, the most conservative evangelical uh, university in the country. I had never even heard of it, but I'm not the target demo, obviously. Another interesting thing about her being on that show is I think it stopped filming two or three weeks before The Bachelor started filming. Wow. Right. She seemed to already have been broken up with this on-and-off boyfriend of hers for a while. It seems like a lot of the show centers on that. Um, So that just... To be long-winded about it, I guess what I ended up taking from that little search is that she must have discussed her virginity on that show, and perhaps, mm. and oh. and perhaps that is why she might be concerned about how it would be received in right. her community. I assume everyone in that community has watched the show, and also it seems like a very tight-knit group. So for us, it just seems like she's like skipped a step because she's already put so much out there. Right. Mm. Mm. Um, That's just, I mean, I, again, I have not watched the show, so I don't have hard evidence. Yeah. But but. that makes sense. Yeah. And it makes sense that the producers would be like, you know, by the time Colton's watching, if you haven't told him this yet, then he'll be upset, which 
I mean, obviously they would talk about it in like the fantasy suites or something like that. Right. But I can see producers again. Pushing that pushing. conversation. Yeah. It did just they, feel weird yeah. though with it, without it, it context. It makes me wonder if he, she told him about the show and then they just cut it out. Mm-hmm. And so then we're left with her talking about how difficult it is to have to talk about this, but we don't really yet know why because they didn't want to talk about another reality show. We, but I wish we had even gotten footage of her talking about the fact that she is a part of this really religious community. Like even right. that would have yeah. given context to why this might be something that she would be scared of receiving judgment for. Like we just missed all of that context. She does kind yeah. of hint at that. Like she talks about how they're going to probably is that people back home are probably going to judge her and her family and her community um, and that there might be tough conversations. And to me, when I hear that from a um, beautiful blonde girl, I'm like, she's very Christian. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I gathered as well. But it seems like perhaps that had been something she had maybe even said earlier that we didn't see. That we didn't see. Um, But now that she's, you know, mingling, why not just go back to Colton's room and get under the covers? <laughs> He's like, I don't usually have girls in my bed on the first date, uh, but they're just so comfortable with each other. Um, hey, I've definitely gotten in bed with someone on a first date, so I'm Same. not here to judge. It can um, be a lot of fun. I married him. <laughs> <laughs> Same, actually. Also, like, a good a good little make-out snuggle. I mean, yeah. Yeah. More comfortable okay, yeah. lying down. Yeah. Well, and I guess I this is something I tweeted last night, too. But, like, I just felt so bad for her because it seemed like she did seem ashamed that she was having yeah. to reveal that she mm-hmm. wasn't a virgin. And I'm just like, it's fine to not be a virgin. It's fine yeah. if you are a virgin. Right. It's fine yeah. either who way. Like, who cares? Yes. There's your just, sexual experiences are your uh, sexual experiences. So I don't shame. No matter. Like, you Basically, shouldn't feel judged regardless of what those right. experiences are. Basically, everyone on this season seems to feel, like, immense sexual shame in one direction or another. And it's so sad. Right. Um, And Except Demi. I don't think she feels shame about anything. That's true. true. Um, Which is great uh, when it comes to to sex. She shouldn't feel ashamed. But uh, when it comes to other things. Shame can be healthy in other areas. (laughs) Um, So he tells her, I just want you to know I'm crazy about you. That's like pretty big. He's mm-hmm. he's really putting and himself out there for Cassie. That he feels so comfortable with her. She feels like home. They feel like they've known each yeah. other for so long. Like these two are very into each other. I'm right. interested to see his date with Hannah G because she is the other person that he says things like that to. And so yeah. he has kept their one on one until pretty late for yeah. a front runner. And I think we're gonna get that next week. Yeah. I wonder why they did push the front runner dates mm-hmm. so late in this season. That's an interesting move. Yeah. I wonder if he was feeling this lack of confidence about his ability Mm -hmm. to be the lead and maybe didn't want to mess up some of those relationships. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. I also feel like they are consistently trying to mirror Sean Lowe's season. Mm. And Catherine got her first date week six. Yeah. Yeah. Like that and the shower scenes. Just very reminiscent of Sean. I do not remember Sean's doing quite so much, like, throwing women in bikinis up against the wall and making out with them. But maybe that's just my bad memory. He also wasn't vlogging. So, (laughs) you know, times have changed. (laughs) Times sure have. Um, So it's time for the cocktail party. Um, Cassie and Hannah B. 
and um, Heather have roses, and Elise has already gone home. So the tension between Nicole and Onyeka is already Ugh. so thick going into this night. Um, they're basically all just sitting in awkward silence because and, they are shooting daggers at each other. And now their, their beef is like literally the only thing I can remember from the mm-hmm. rest of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Did anything happen? Uh, Tasha <laughs> has, has another good, good, good showing. She she says that she always wanted to go to the Lantern Festival in Thailand, and so she got them a paper lantern. That was a cute idea. Yeah. They're so. having a good uh, week. Paper yeah. lanterns. Super Bowl, now on The Bachelor. I see I see her as top three now after this week. For sure. Um. So she they light the lantern. They wish to keep growing their relationship in great bachelor form. And uh, Demi got them rings. Oh, yeah. That she calls trust rings. Um, and she's she's like, this is to always communicating openly. It's like a promise ring, but I'm always not. going to protect you. <laughs> she promises to always protect him. You know what? I like that little, yeah, that little yeah. flip. But except in her case, it means I'm always going to talk shit about other girls I don't like. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Kerpa uh, gets some time, uh, and she cleans the bread out of his teeth. No. I don't think she should lean into dental hygiene. Mm-mm. No. Personally. She seems so fun. Why? I want more from Kerpa. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I when hope she's on Paradise. She will be, I'm sure. When you have to resort to doing things like that, you know that this is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also it's like too intimate and not intimate at all and, and like <laughs> simultaneously yeah. both. I can like smell on someone's breath if they don't floss and it really bothers me. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, this is something I know from dating. I don't like okay. <laughs> I just like recoiled from spying. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, flossing someone's teeth is my worst nightmare. (laughs) Don't worry. I do not expect you to floss my teeth, um, nor would I be comfortable with that, to be honest. I was just really turned off by guys when I was dating, and I could tell. (laughs) I don't notice it so much in, like, everyday conversation. I mean, I, I would hope people aren't that close to me when... It's when We're people talking. really go in, <laughs> yeah. going close. All right. Exactly. Good to know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I go in for a, a smooch later, I'll have to floss first. Um, so uh, so that, that goes really well. Um, and then uh, he makes out with Hannah G, uh, getting some special time with everyone. And then uh, Nicole gets Colton and sits down with him. Just to sort of reiterate, I'm not here to leave Miami. I'm here to find love, um, like real love. I want to get married. And meanwhile, Onyeka hilariously is telling Demi that Nicole will only be hurting herself if she spends her time talking about Onyeka, which she hasn't really internalized as a rule um, for for doing well on the show. Um, And Colton's like, okay, well, Nicole... I do see you as someone who's very considerate and um, trustworthy. You know, he's he's sort of saying like, okay, okay, like, we can we can on. move past this. And I, yeah, at first I thought, wow, this is gonna wrap up. Nicole handled this really well. 
And then she's like, and now I must <laughs> talk shit about Onyeka and completely Ugh. ruin all the goodwill I have just built up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why she did that. There was no, no reason. No reason. It's like the minute that she slightly got him back on her side, she's like, perfect. Now I can really go yeah. hard. And it's like, no, you're still rebuilding. You just, probably also shouldn't. It just never works. Never works. It never, never works. I uh, want to write a guidebook. <laughs> All the things you shouldn't do when you go on The Bachelor. You really should do that. That because would be the very number helpful of, The number women. of people who go on the show now, it, you could sell so many. Like, there are so many contestants. Yeah. Maybe I could, like, crowdsource it. All of, like, my favorite people on Twitter. Let's just, like, all gather together all the things we hate, like, when people do this or it never works out. I would just not feel, like, worthy to give advice because I know I would break all my own rules as soon as I got on the show. I'm like, we have studied this show and I would definitely get on and just get completely just steamrolled by the producers and like be crying everywhere and because the reality (laughs) is i am a very trusting person i i like to follow directions and i'm extremely emotional yeah it would be a disaster (laughs) i'm like don't do those things ladies that's dumb um so uh she says that Onyeka has been bullying her since the first day. She mentions this moment that you bring up uh, where she asked Nicole if she was emotionally stable enough to date Colton. Um, she says that Nicole has been bullying and belittling her and saying that Onyeka she's... Has yeah. been... Oh, yes. Nicole says that Onyeka has been bullying and belittling her and saying that she's not good enough for Colton. Colton always knows how to zero right in on the words that upset him. And this time the words are bullying and belittling. And that just upsets his stomach to hear that. So he goes and grabs Onyeka. And he's like, so are you a bully? (laughs) He's like, I don't know. I was just talking to Nicole and she was like, Onyeka's bullying me. And it's just making me wonder, like, are you bullying her maybe? And shockingly, uh, she says, I'm not a bully. And this upsets her. I mean, Colton is the worst interrogator. He's really? So bad. <laughs> I wish he would have grabbed both of them at that point. He can't handle both of them, as we later find <laughs> yeah. out. True. Well, because they were steamrolling him. <laughs> yeah. Like he would try to like say something, and they were just ignoring him completely. <laughs> and I think that's what another happened. bad move. <laughs> yes. So he tells her basically everything that Nicole said. Um, he's like, she says that even spreading rumors that she's mentally unstable. Um, and it makes me question, like, how much fun I always have with you. And she says, I would never in a million years call someone mentally <laughs> unstable. Smash cut to her in the moment saying, I've never been called a bully. Nicole is literally a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't seem to, like, have any awareness of None. the actual things she's saying. Um, which just, even if she's not, like, lying, makes her seem not very trustworthy because I'm like, I don't trust you to identify whether you have done this thing in the past. Your self-perception is quite divergent from that. It also makes me think that in a lot of ways she doesn't believe a lot of the things that she's saying and she's just saying them because producers are prodding her to do it. Mm. And when that happens, you kind of forget that you're saying those mean things behind scenes because you don't really believe them. You're just repeating what the producers are telling you to say, which is unfortunate because you don't want to be remembered as someone who was really mean to another person on the show. Yeah, unless you're Demi. I think she would like (laughs) (laughs) Well, It's weird because, like, Demi will say these really mean things, but then all the girls seem to like her. You know what I mean? 
So it's like she's definitely saying these mean things in the ITMs. I think that's part of it is yeah. that a lot of it isn't in the moments. And yeah. some of the women do not buy it when she's nice to them in person. Right. But some yeah. of them I think do. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to see those in the moments and be like, oh. Right. With Demi, it's more awkward after the fact. Right. When yeah. they're watching it. On re- on rewatch, that's going to play less well. Yeah. yeah. But um, Onyeka is very straight and to the point. Um, she tells says it right to your face. <laughs> Um, and she's like, I'm very nice, and Nicole isn't a very good person. Um, they both are just saying that the other one isn't a good person, right. which also I'm going to say when you're criticizing someone, saying they're not a good person, it's never very effective. It's no. not specific enough. Right. It's not specific. It's not an actual critique. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what do you expect Colton to do with that? Oh, well, I will send her packing immediately because you said she's not a good person. Right. I think they're both just going to end up going home over this. Yeah. yeah. They've really shot themselves in the foot. So Anyeka somehow feels really righteously victimized by this, despite the fact that, uh, like Demi, uh, back in the day, she started this whole thing. Um, so she grabs Nicole and sits down and is like, name one time I called you mentally unstable. And Nicole's like, well... I said that you called me emotionally unstable, and it was during this specific conversation that I'm sure you can remember. And Anyeka's like, uh, I just asked whether you're emotionally stable enough to be in a relationship that's different from mentally unstable. Um, Nicole feels like it's the same thing. Anyeka thinks that Nicole is a liar. Um, things have exploded very rapidly. Um, they disagree on the realities of what has, has happened between them. And they are both uh, inflamed with rage. And at this point, they're bo- their voices are just rising increasingly to the point where Colton can hear the argument happening. Right. All the women can hear it. You um, never want the lead to step in to a, you bickering. Especially because no. Colton was with Katie, who he seems to like a lot, um, has had a good connection with the past. And he literally cannot finish his conversation with her because they're so distracted by the sounds of Anyeka and Nicole fighting. It was kind of rude what he did. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I was Katie, I would be pissed. I would be like, let's go find somewhere else <laughs> yeah. further away to talk. Exactly. I feel like the producers but though, that, really wanted him to go step in. Listen, Colton is great. I don't think he handled this super well. Um, he was put it was in a not bad effective. situation. No. Because he leaves Katie, who's like, okay. Right. And then he goes to Nicole and Onyeka and just like sits, <laughs> just down, sits down and is like, all right, continue. I'm just here now. Yeah. It's like he expected that to have it, some sort of specific impact, but made no right. efforts to actually engage. Like the magical, like like your presence is not this like magical like veil that will like dim the rising tides of fury or something. Like they're still gonna do their thing. You need to intervene in some way or like ask them to you know talk through it with you and he instead just thinks that he's going to like magically make them into different people at a few points he like half-heartedly tries to interject and they just talk right over him he's like "Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) but he he never really gets a full sentence out never (laughs) he kind of reminded me of like the disappointed dad (laughs) that like steps into the room and like tries to give you like a mean look but he's not gonna punish you you know he just is hoping that it'll stop by just like looking at you in a certain way but then it it did nothing they didn't care (laughs) 
Well, I think at first, like, they both react when he comes in by trying to sort of, like, assume a sexy posture. I mean, like, oh, Colton, hi. And then he's like, all right, I'm just here. Continue. And they're both just like, I don't think that you deserve to be him. And it's unbelievable. You're lying. I can't believe you would say that to me. And then he's like, okay, so I need to do more. But it's too late. They're yeah. They're just, like, off to the races. And so finally he just gets up and leaves. Having accomplished nothing. <laughs> and at that point, this catches oh, yeah. Anyeka and Nicole's attentions. And they each separately try yeah. to grab him and say, like, are you okay? Can we talk? And he's like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Essentially. I need some time. I like how long it took him to get out to the beach. <laughs> he was like, I need to get out of here. So he, like, leaves and Anyeka runs after him and is like, oh, my God, Colton, are you okay? And he's like, no, I just need some time alone. And he keeps going trying to find the beach and then, like, is intercepted by Nicole. <laughs> are you okay? And he's like. Please get me to a place where I can be alone. Um, it was just a weird, like, you get the sense that they both, as they were sitting there, were not only distracted by their anger and uh, other emotions, but that they, on some level, thought that Colton was seeing how the other woman was in the wrong. Right. Like, when, in fact, they both just came off terribly. And it's yeah. when he gets up and leaves that they're like, oh, he's not on the verge of, like, intervening to protect me. He thinks that we are both crazy. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, back among the women, uh, Tasha, who initially made the piece, is sort of like, you know what? They put themselves in this situation. And probably one of them at least is going to go home, and that's as it should be. Um, Colton is weeping on the beach. Uh, He's probably like, look, I wanted to go to bed, and now I have to wait another two hours to do this rose ceremony. Calm down a little bit. Um, He's like, I'm over it. I'm just over it. But we still don't get the fence jump. How many times is he going to be over it? Without jumping the fence. I, I am for so, sure this is it. Yeah. Oh, no. I feel like at this point, it's got to be something real big. I am like, I'm ready. I'm ready for the fence jump. What will set him off? I yeah. need. To, I want to go back and, like, watch that, that clip over and over again and be like, is it at the L.A. mansion? Or is it in a location that looks like yeah. it's in one of their, like more uh, international locations because if it were at the mansion then it would be back for like do they go back to the mansion? I think after hometowns that's where they have the post hometown rose ceremony oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. so it would it would definitely be then if if that's what it is but otherwise it could be any episode anywhere the tension is killing me do y'all think that says anything about Colton that when Stuff like this happens. He just kind of runs away from the problem. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to the point where he's jumping over a fence. Like, it's happened a couple of times this season where he can't handle something and he just walks away. And he gets, I mean, it almost seems like angry. Yeah. I I get that some people need space to process when they're upset um, and they feel like, Nothing is benefited by talking things through right away. It just it does strike me sometimes as a little bit of um, of immaturity. And I see like also all these women uh, fighting in this sort of very out of control uh, way also seems a little bit immature. And it's in these moments that I'm like, this is a young season. Uh, Yeah. None of them know how to handle this kind of conflict yet. Um, Much like I did not when I was 23. (laughs) Um, 
And men, as we all know, take forever to grow up. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> I feel like there it's a pretty uh, – a moment when his lack of experience and his age kind of show. Because he's so – like, one-on-one, he can be really supportive and kind and thoughtful. Um, but he gets overwhelmed so easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have a cliffhanger. Apparently, thank goodness, according to Rob Mills, the only one of the season. Oh. Yes. Yeah. It's not going to be a, a rolling cliffhanger situation. Right. Which, Good. you know, I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that the rose ceremony is going to be next week. Any uh, predictions? How it also many? means we're going to get two rose ceremonies next week. It's going to be. Double the fun. Yeah. Get wow. rid of twice as yeah. many women. I uh, think Nicole and Onyeka are both going home. Yeah. Mm. Do you think Maybe they're... Kerpa. Yeah. I hope not. I know. Justice for Kerpa and her chin. Yeah. <laughs> Kerpa might be saved by the fact that Onyeka and Nicole are a mess yeah. and Elise already went home. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Can we talk about thing. the credit scene? We do need to talk about that <laughs> for sure. Do you have any other predictions? Oh, no, before my we move thing on? was do you think that they might try to convince him to keep Onyeka and Nicole for a two on one? Um, no, I was just listening to Juliet's podcast, and yeah. Rob Mills says there aren't any two-on-ones this season. No two-on-ones this yeah. season. Wow. None. I blame Demi. She keeps getting her rivals sent home. <laughs> yeah. There's no one left. She said they didn't want to do, like, a not excellent two-on-one. I feel um, like this is a great season for two-on-ones. Yeah. I know. So many people dislike each other. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe but they, they don't actually. Home. You know, yeah. maybe, like, when they were actually in production, there wasn't that much They've conflict. They've done that before, though. They've amped they things have. up for a two-on-one. Oh, they totally have. I, yeah. f- I feel maybe it's because they've done such climactic two-on-ones in the past few seasons that they're like, we've set a standard that we can no we longer We cannot meet. We need meet. to, like, tamp it like, down then come back to it. Go back to, to the best friends two-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the Hannahs on a two-on-one. Yeah, exactly. That would be great. That would be, you know, I would, I'd be into that. Yeah. We need to change it up. Yeah. Or no two on one. I mean, right. I mean, I'm fine with no two on one. Honestly, three there, on one. <laughs> there were there was one of those last season, wasn't there? I think there usually or, yeah Ari season because like no, there usually is because yeah. you get down to right a small then you group. get down. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like the the final, the final group date. Yeah. yeah. Um, we know this show. We know what's going on. So, uh, so uh, yeah, credits. I guess we'll see credits. <laughs> this was so great. Little baby naive Colton, who apparently does not understand sexual references, even extremely obvious ones. Sydney is doing a bamboo champagne toast situation. Uh, and she says she looks forward to Colton eventually. Did she say whacking, whacking her, her weeds? Her weeds? Wow. Yeah. I she missed says, that. You what? You <laughs> did? Whoa. I, got, says, I caught the conversation yeah, whack, about it. Whacking, whacking the weeds. And then, like, they do the whole toast and everything. And then a few minutes later, Colton's like, what does whacking your weeds mean? I mean, I'm going to be <laughs> honest. The image that it brings to mind is not exactly sexual. It's more like grooming. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> It's like it's a it's a jungle down there. I look forward to that getting is, in there with some clippers. Yeah, and like I mean, that is razor. sort of what she said, though. What I'm just like <laughs> I'm confused at why she said it because he didn't like laugh at all. Like he, obviously no, he didn't, he get, didn't it. get it. Yeah, and also was she saying she wanted him to do that to like or trim her pubic hair? Like let's be clear what we're talking about. I wow. never want that to happen yeah. ever. You don't want so, a partner to 
like Whoa. to wax you. <laughs> well, I did laser hair removal yeah. just so that would never even <laughs> be a thing. But I mean, also, I also personally prefer to go to a professional <laughs> if I'm yeah. going to get that done. I don't. Why? I wouldn't trust Colton Why? to like. Do yeah, whack my beads? no. Do you guys remember that scene in Sex and the City when Samantha's like trainer? shaves her pubic yes, hair into a that was weird. It was weird. She's Very. like aroused by it. And I was like, I don't understand how that would. But you know what? To each their own. And yeah. I have no judgment. <laughs> I kind of want to take a physique 57 class and just like ask Sydney. Can we? Yeah. Can we? We, we should try. bring a recorder yeah. and do a like. An experiential bonus podcast. We also, should. I've been I've never tried Physique Fifty Seven, and I want to because oh I'm newly God. into bar. Right, Sorry, yeah. we're all really happy yeah. for your fitness routines. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, I always love being here. So thank yeah. you for having Come back me. Anytime. Come back anytime and talk about weed whacking with us <laughs> and flossing. <laughs> I look forward to listening to you guys make your gym plans together many times in the future. And now it's time for Feminism Fails. And once again, we have the opportunity this season to talk about um, purity culture and the, uh, the sort of culture of sexual shame that leaves women on and off this show um, feeling guilty and ashamed about having had sex. And we saw that come up with Cassie on this episode um, we're not uh, saying that Cassie is failing, but uh, we wanted to note that we were seeing a reflection of this uh, harmful attitude towards women's uh, sexuality. And that attitude um, that is pushed on young women, uh, we're going to give a four because it sucks. And then we have the classic girl versus girl sort of catfight trope with Anyeka and Nicole trying to tear each other down. This is pretty much par for the course on this show, so we're going to give this one a three, and we can understand why they both got heated, but it's just not the best. Yeah. Shine theory, y'all. <laughs> um, and on that vein, we have sort of an off-show uh, show adjacent feminism fail, which is that we very quickly began to see that Anyeka was getting uh, attacked and bullied in her online uh, social media comments. Uh, we've also seen other women on the show getting uh, getting attacked. Yeah, racist comments um, on Katie's Instagram. Yeah, and that is uh, really disturbing to see. Um, even if you disagree with Anyeka's behavior, that is absolutely no excuse to go into her comments and hurl abuse at her. There's never any excuse for any kind of uh, racial comments, racist comments, um, you know, attacking the women personally. Um, and uh, it's all just the biggest fail imaginable. Uh, yeah, we're going to give five that plus. a five. Like, please also, you know, just keep that in mind when you are engaging with this show on social media, that yes. these women are real people, are real people. And also that really offensive, hurtful comments affect other people who might see them. And um that is something we're always disappointed to see. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks, of course, to our wonderful guest, Ashley Spivey, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. 
Uh, you don't want to miss the second half of Colton's season recaps. Yes, we're basically at the halfway point. Pretty exciting. Uh, and give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. You can also follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Emily Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back on Tuesday. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.